This is Red Flags and Red Cards, a podcast about racing, soccer, and everything in between. Guys, welcome to uh, a special episode of Red Flags and Red Cards. We could call this the uh, Short Track Showdown episode since <laughs> we have been absent for the last few weeks uh, because, you know, Easter. And when you have one guy who works full-time in a church and another guy who volunteers at a church, Easter takes a lot of precedent and it takes a lot of work and you don't get a lot of sleep. Plus, Josh is a, is a, a stepdad of two and, you know, fairly new husband, so... Yep. So much to juggle. Yeah, it is a it's a learning experience, that's for sure. <laughs> they don't teach you this in school. No, no, they don't. They don't teach you taxes or uh, you know, just basic principles of life and math. <laughs> yeah, or what to do when you have an Easter egg hunt. And in your mind you're expecting like seventy five kids or so and then like hundred and fifty show up. Oh <laughs> we don't have enough eggs. <laughs> yeah. Every kid got about four eggs. So Okay. But that's a good know, that's all right. Yeah, you know, it's four to four to six eggs, and and you know they have. I'm sure they had their own Easter egg hunts Sunday morning. And hmm. <laughs> I saw this. T- I saw this TikTok of this guy being like, well, "Since I'm an adult, I don't do Easter egg Easter egg hunts, but now I can hide them, and I'm gonna be like super mean about it." So he so he's outside. He puts the eggs like on top of a canopy, like where no kid could see it. He put. Um, buries a like puts a hole in mulch, puts the egg in there, covers it back up, and then he does like he's like, and then you gotta do the obvious where you just throw the egg in plain sight and watch everyone go buy it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I remember that as a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, the yep. bright blue and you just blow by. <laughs> right, somehow you miss it. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had one for the preschoolers <coughs> on Wednesday, and it's always funny because we lay like three at the entrance to the playground mm-hmm. that always get missed. They're like the last ones picked up. Like, how did all twelve of you walk by those those three laying right in front of the gate? <laughs> yep, because you're looking ahead and not right in front of you. There's a lesson to be learned there. <laughs> oh man, well while we are away, um, so many things happened. Uh, I mean. Premier League things, NASCAR things, big announcements in F1, all the things. But first off, we'll get to our top three. Um, I'll go first. Uh, This top three has definitely changed through the last few weeks. Uh, Top three are best or worst things that happened in the past weekend, in this case, basically the past month. Uh, (laughs) But I'm basing this really off the last... uh, yesterday and or no today yesterday and two weeks ago uh top three best for things that happened all weekend whether you love it hate it here's your top three mine first one rediscovering the band state champs i never got into them really i like they were just kind of part of that you know pop punk scene uh I don't want to say four years strongish, but like more like neck deepish, I guess side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really got into them that much, but I always knew who they were. Uh, but Mitchell just did a song with them. Uh, it's going to be on their new record. What? Yeah, he just did a song with them. He they just shot the music video two weeks ago um, for it. I'm not sure when it comes out, but it shouldn't be too long from now. 
Uh, but yeah, he did a song with them, which is really cool. Uh, so all day today, it's been like a 65 degree day, and I started my day early and started great. So I obviously turned on uh, pop punk and then turned on state champs, and it's just been a good day and just been fun listening to all day. So that's number one. Number two, uh, this one hit me hard. No pun intended. Uh, Freddie Freeman, who now plays for the Dodgers, used to you know longtime Brave, got traded to the Dodgers in the off season, uh, aka after the you know strike and hold whatever you want to call that for baseball um he uh hit a homer on his first at bat against the braves last night um and it was a freddie freeman homer i mean it was like a line drive shot over left field and uh hated it i hated to see it um ultimately dodgers won seven to four that was number two number three uh sam mayer did to ty gibbs what many nascar fans want to do to ty gibbs uh he pushed him out of the way and then uh proceeded to fight him and confronted him after the race uh and wow uh props to him for taking his helmet off uh but you know i can i'm a kind of a hypocrite with that because in f1 they don't take their helmets off when they get out of the car and i'm okay with that but in nascar it just seems to be not okay to to keep your helmet on so yeah it's it's <laughs> It's one of the. I think who made the. I think uh, uh, Brett Griffin made the point of like you know he didn't take his helmet off, but he didn't wait for Ty Gibbs to take his helmet off either. He like yeah. attacked him with the helmet on, and if you if you kind of do that, then you're asking you for it. My favorite my favorite thing about all of that was when he's standing there with like a cut on his cheek and a black eye, and he goes. He doesn't punch really hard, and I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, your eye is swollen. Right. It's yeah. like, uh, it's, it's, that's, I get why, you know, you're trying to numb it, you know, make him sound weak, but, uh, uh, the evidence I mean, is very different. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he took him down. I, I, neither of their interviews were my favorite. Um, I thought, yeah, like you just said, Sam's was, yeah, ha, ha, I got him, but it's like, he kind of didn't though. We're thankful in a way that someone dished it to Ty. You, you don't, you got hit hard, and you have a black eye now. And then Ty was just like, I mean, yeah, I mean, so the punches are going to be thrown. And he didn't really take up for, I don't know. He Ty has been dishing it, and he finally was the one dished two, and he did not take it very well. Um, all I have to say, I'm looking forward to, I guess not Talladega, but maybe Dover with those guys. Right. And let's see. I mean, because they've had a, a history for the past, I mean, since K&N, if not, yeah, I guess it was K&N, if not before, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. They just do not like each other. So I feel like there's never – someone's always going to want to have the last word. So it may not be a battle that doesn't end, but it could be. I mean, who knows? In 30 years, they might be in the booth together commentating on a race. Mm-hmm. So True that. It's kind of like Joey Logano and, and, Kevin, and Kyle Busch. They're fine mm-hmm. now, but there was a moment there where I was like, yeah. I don't like right. you. You don't like me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So true that. So that's my top um, three. So ask a question. I can't remember. Have we talked about the U.S. Men's National Team qualifying? No. <laughs> no, because when they did <laughs> it, we couldn't. We haven't been able to record since. We haven't been able to record, right? <laughs> yes. So that is that is my number one thing that has <laughs> happened in the last month is uh, the U.S. Men's National Team qualifying for the World Cup, going to Qatar, um, beating, put in a group, beating, being put in a group with England. Um, and I believe, oh, uh, it's going to be Iraq. 
Iraq, and then the winner of the Ukraine, Wales, Scotland trio of teams, I think, is it? Or not Scotland. Or, no, Ireland. I thought it was Czech. Czech. No, maybe Somebody. Not I don't remember. I know it's Ukraine and Wales and one other team. Um, and basically, who whoever wins that. It's not Costa playoff. Rica, is it? No. No, that was, that was, that was an, maybe that was another playoff because I think they're in a playoff spot too. Yeah. Yes, they are also in one, um, but it will depend on. They got like like two. I think it was like Wales and just for simplicity, I'm going to say Scotland. Hmm. We're going to play each other, and then the winner of that would play the Ukraine. And the winner of that would go to play the U.S. in the first round. The okay. Cup. Either way, whoever that is, they will be playing on November 21st, 2022 at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so there you go. Calendars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's number one of the last month. Uh, number two um, would be William Byron wins another race in which nobody – talks about him winning the race because the racing mm. itself was the bigger storyline um so that's just it's funny or lack he thereof atlanta, <laughs> or lack thereof yeah because he won atlanta and all everybody talked about was the super speedway racing atlanta like it was just kind of like there's a race here's why we liked it or what we hated about it um william byron happened to win but we're skipping over that um and then martinsville was the same thing it was after it was all the talk about what's wrong like what do they need to do to fix the car to fix the racing that was the worst martinsville race ever although i would argue that the two 2019 races were just as bad um but oh they were bad was, they were bad they were they were that was at least in that one and the one we went to in 2019 um which was again it was a similar thing where like it was my brother and andy and my friend james like first time ever at a martinsville race or just a race in general for some of them i was like this race is going to be the best and like joey lugano led the first five laps and then kozlowski passed him on lap five and led the next 300 <laughs> say three, laps. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i think in a pit cycle elliot got the lead and led 75 laps and then the next pit cycle Kozlowski got back in the lead and led the last 79, mm, whatever it was. I remember that one. Like it was, <laughs> it was not entertaining and this one also wasn't. And so there was like, there's zero comments on Byron winning. I listened to multiple podcasts where like they said, like it, it was just referenced of, they couldn't even rough him up and he won. And I was like, can we, can we talk about the guy that, cause he should have won Richmond too. Yes. You know, if he, if he didn't, he kind of did this weird between two pit strategies and if he picked the one everybody else did he, he probably would have won with a good pit stop because he was three seconds ahead of hamlin when hamlin pitted so it's it's uh, so anyway that's that's storyline <laughs> number two <laughs> um and uh and number three for me is just the, the all the discussion about bristol dirt um mm. which we will get into but, um it's interesting. I've been I've been spending a lot of time thinking through it, um, and I guess this will kind of transition into our, our discussion. But um, yeah, just the the amount the unique nature of this race was one where everybody had problems with it mm -hmm. going in. Everyone had problems with it as it happened. Everybody had different solutions for it, and I don't know if and I'm like I'm just over here like. I thought it was great. 
<laughs> I think, um, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you, I'll let you finish. Then I have an idea on that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there, and we, we can get into that. That can be a source of great discussion, but like, I, I thought it was a, a really good weekend. Um, there's a lot of, it seems like it was substantially better than the year before. Um, there was like 2,700 passes for position over the course of the race or something Dang. like that. Now there weren't really many any for the or many or any for the lead but i mean that's a that doesn't necessarily signify it being a, a good or bad race well there was a pass 20 feet before the line but right <laughs> <laughs> that was for uh an excellent uh dramatic you know just the fun finish of the race but mm. um i'm just i'm just curious as the the first off just what your kind of paint the picture of your thoughts on Bristol dirt. I mean, we can, you can touch on the other races too, but that's the one. That's yeah. Well, yeah, mind. it's, it's fresh on my mind. So it's so hard with, with this race on so many levels, whether it be, um, before the race, like leading up to it, um, during, and then after, and there's so many factors coming from coming in from so many places. Um, first being, this has been a talking point since last year is, is, why does this have to be on on Bristol? Why are we taking Bristol away for Bristol's sake? <coughs> and I do look at both sides of that as, yeah, I totally agree. Like we're taking a short track away. Away, yes, it is on a short track, but it's not a short track race per like in the NASCAR definition. But neither is Phoenix, so whatever. <laughs> um, but people like to put, call that a short track. Um, and. And so, like, so, so you have that element of why are we taking that away? Um, but I also see, like, I mean, from an outside perspective, hey, this is a really cool track. It's like twenty-eight degree banking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, high banks. You can get really low on the apron and make some really good slide job passes. Like, this is really, this is a really cool spot for a dirt race. Um, and so I see that too, and we and we witnessed that in both races this past weekend. Um, so my, and then, and then here's another thing is, it seems like, or maybe it seems like Fox has been forcing this down NASCAR and the fans throat of, we need to change up things to get better ratings. That could be true. Or because we keep talking about that, it seems like it's a bigger deal than it really is, but it may not be. Um, and then for this weekend in general, so this is like where all the negativity it feels like is coming from. The fact that they decided to do this on Easter is another negative thing to talk about and to just hate hate it all around. So let's just hate it. We refuse to enjoy this race because it's on Easter weekend. It's on a Sunday night. It's Bristol and dirt. They took away a short track and this, that, and the other. These cars aren't built for dirt and so on. So, so we're going to refuse to enjoy it. And I had texted you and I definitely had texted um, my family like I am really trying to enjoy this. I really want to enjoy this despite all these outside distractions. And and I can say I did enjoy it. I found myself, you know, I, I mean, I was at dinner with my family. I asked you to tell me when we we're going to restart and I made sure I was watching it. And like because I was really enjoying the whole thing. Was it a little long? Yeah, for a dirt race, but it still was very it was it was fun it was it was it was a fun race um so if you take all the distractions away it was good and my analogy to that would be if you go to the final f1 race of last year if you take the last two laps of that race and all the distractions and rules put aside it was a very exciting race so that's kind of 
where I'm at with it. Like walking away, I didn't do the good race poll with Jeff Gluck, but if I were to say it was a good race, I would I would have to say yes. Like I would have to say yes. It was a good race. But I would prefer it at an actual dirt track still, I think. Yeah, and there's there's certain things like the allure of doing it at Bristol is largely just the size of the crowd that you can have. Yes. You have the potential for, you know, 80, 90, a hundred thousand people there. And just from looking on TV, it did not look like a very big crowd. It looked like it was more in that. I mean, honestly, it looks, <clears throat> it looked more empty than when we went yeah. with the COVID protocols, I yeah. would say. Yeah, um, I don't know that definitively, but it, it looked like it was around that 20 to 30,000 people, mm-hmm. which one of the you know if you do have a Eldora or a Knoxville that can get you that 20 to 30 40,000 people in it then yeah I think it's better to go to a place like that um so I mean there's there's certain things it's just the like there was so much negativity that I heard and saw around it leading mm-hmm. up to it that I had to fight about not being negative towards it yeah and I even texted like there's this negative like all this negative negativity within me of it Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I saw them go around that corner for the first time and all the cars stepping out and them fanning out, I texted you right away. I'm like, this just makes me smile. Look, I get all <laughs> the other, I get everybody's complaints, but mm-hmm. this is just cool. And Matt Weaver even made the point of, he's like, this car races way better on dirt than the previous car oh, yeah. any of us expected. Yeah. Um, so there's things to be done. I mean, you know, people were complaining about, the the issues with you know after 15 laps all the girls were covered and it's like yeah they could have packed it better but you can always you can only pack things so well before compared to 36 cars out there running 15 laps sure as fat hard as they can is going to pack it way different that any type of prep you can do is only so much. I think Gluck had the point of like letting everybody go out before the race and running 10 hot laps. Hot laps, yeah. And just that allowing it. Because from the, after that break on, I it didn't happen was, again. It didn't. Yeah, no. it was fantastic. Right. Um, and the uh, the other thing I think that hurt the race was just was rain delays. And there's, you can't do anything about rain delays. You know, right. it's just. But you can put this race made. later in the year, like later in the right. spring. <laughs> Yeah, but like somebody made the point too. They're like, yeah, the dirt actually allowed us to run the race tonight because that was enough rain and it was scattered in such a way that if it's on concrete, you know, yeah. it's probably getting it's probably getting pushed to Monday. Right. Um. So I mean that that hurt things, but on the whole, I thought the racing was entertaining. Um. There the I would go the route of heat races and a feature because there's just yeah. too many cars out there. There really is. You know, that's, uh, yeah. that hurts it, I think. Um, I mean, can you imagine, like, the Chili Bowl and, like, what are the, what's the, was it 20 cars for the A main? <laughs> yeah, it's 20, 22 cars, something like that for the right. A main. But there's, like, like, 500 entries. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I can see that element. There's one time where there's a few wrecks happening, like, further back in the pack where I was like, this probably wouldn't happen if you only had 20 cars. One time, it had, when I had that thought, though, I looked. I'm like, oh, those guys were running 8th and ninth, So never mind. That crash still probably would have happened. if. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not like the Chili Bowl or Knoxville Nationals are strangers to having the drivers complain about the track right after they've worked on it. Right. You know, they're like, they don't have this problem in Knoxville. I'm like, I don't know. I watched the Chili Bowl for the last few years, or at least I've followed on Twitter closely, and all the drivers are complaining 
about how they did the track after they like free watered it. Yeah. What do they call those? What they call them packers, the packing yeah. cars. Yeah. yeah. I, what was it? I think it was this last one. They had, I felt like an hour or so delay trying to pack it correctly. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah. that argument is every dirt track. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. I like the, I do like the uniqueness of it being a once a year thing. Um, I would, I would like to, I like it being a race that matters too. I don't want it to be just this exhibition thing. Cause then it loses yeah. some of its value to me. Um, but I, if I, if you were to pull like NASCAR came to me and said, Josh, what are we doing next year? I'd probably say, let's go to Eldora and let's run it there and keep Bristol. Um, but on the whole, like if you're, if Bristol's dead set on having it, I'm not opposed to it. You but know, is I'm, it Bristol uh, or is it like Fox and NASCAR giving Tony Stewart the middle finger because he went and started his own racing series, therefore they're not going to go to Eldora anymore? I don't know um, that for sure. That's just what it seems like with all the articles I read and podcasts. is like, oh, you're going to start your own racing series and take our fans away. We're not going to come back to Eldora. I don't know if that's a fa- the, the case or not, but. I think there, there's there's multiple things going on. I think the decision for Bristol to be the place that is doing the dirt race lies solely with Marcus Smith. Mm. Um, he's the one that decided after like 50 laps of – it was like halfway through the first stage last year. He was like, we're doing it again. Oh, yeah, he year. made that big announcement on the track. Yeah. Yeah, and so he was the one that made the, the deciding factor. I think Fox – Fox is probably influencing like, Hey, we like having something different. We'd love to have this. And Fox I'm sure is the driving or not. I'm sure I know Fox is the driving force behind it being on Easter. Yeah. Um, that's which, you know, I get it from that standpoint of like, you know, football has Thanksgiving and basketball has Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you want to like hockey's tried to do the same thing with new year's day, you know, mm-hmm. if we're going to have the winter classic on new year's day, like, Every league seems to try and have that holiday they target. So, I mean, it, I get Fox's thought process, but there's there's just something unique about NASCAR, and you always take Easter off. Right. And it's weird. I mean, there's a part of me that was thrilled to have racing on Easter night because what else are you going to do? Laying around bored. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. That, that was kind of my thought all weekend. Like, it did feel weird, and I kind of didn't like it. But the only reason, let's think, let's be real here. The only reason I didn't like it is because it's brand new, and and I know that a lot of teams want to be home. And then and then I've heard some. I think Brett Griffin said, or someone said, or no, it was a Gluck. Was it Gluck? It was Gluck. Because man, he was on fire yesterday on the teardown. Um, he was saying, like, what are we gonna do? Put a put a race on Christmas and call it like. Uh, the the ice nationals or whatever it was called and it'll be on christmas day kind of thing i was like i see your bitterness here but i mean let's be real fox earned a four earned 4.007 million viewers for sunday night's bristol dirt race this is uh adam stern tweeted this the most watched nascar event of any kind at bristol motor speedway since spring of 2016 for yeah. the season so far, NASCAR is up 17% from 2021. So you can't argue that this was a bust. And the, and I'm talking to myself here because I really thought it was going to be. I almost was hoping it was going to be. But you and I were part of that $4 million. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it's Easter. You kind of have a hangover from, you know, a long last two, three weeks, however long. You had probably more 
for our case, more services than usual at church. You know, you're doing stuff with family. So you kind of have that Thanksgiving meal hangover where all you want to do after you eat your stuffing and stuff is <laughs> stuffing and stuff <laughs> is go lay down on the couch, turn on the TV and hope that one of your favorite sports is on. And yeah. in this case it was. And again, I like I'm both sides of it, like kind of, kind of weird, almost hate that it was on Easter, but at the same time I'm like, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's even the same for the truck race was up 87% viewership compared to 2021 with 1.16 million people watching 1.17, something like that. It's like, that's, that would rank as the third most watched F1 race in the last 20 years (laughs) in America. And I think it was the seventh most watched truck race on Fox since Fox has been doing it. I think yeah, I think yeah. that's what I read. Yeah, it was so the most watched on FS1 since the since Fox has been doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it was successful in what they wanted it to do. And right. I think it's it's interesting. I I'd, I'd be curious to see somebody made this point on Jeff Gluck's poll cuz Gluck's poll was around. I don't know what it finished at, but mm. when I voted on it yesterday morning, it was like 66% and usually whatever it is within an hour is kind of what it stays at. It might fluctuate a point or two, that but there's sense. not much change. Um, so it was about a 60, about two thirds of people said it was a good race, but somebody brought up the point. They're like, I wonder if somebody else was posting this poll and not people that follow you and have seen you just hating this over the last year, the poll would be different. And Gluck was oh, like, yeah. that's a very valid point. He's like, cause I, I understand that people's perspectives are colored by opinions. You know, that's just a reality. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, it's also one of those things where you, you rely so much on Twitter, but then you remember that Twitter makes up a small percentage of the people watching the NASCAR race, you know? It's, yeah. It's not as big as, as we make it out to be in the Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. Whatever it is. The poll Elon got sixty world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the, the, his poll got sixty one percent. Yes. Okay, so it dropped down. Yeah. Which is funny because Bianchi had predicted sixty five, <laughs> and they changed his prediction to seventy. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <coughs> but yeah, so I mean, and then, so th- I thought the racing was good throughout, and then, uh, so what do you think about the ending? I thought it was great. I mean, granted, I don't want KB to win, but right. it, you know, you. Well, what did we come to the green with? Seventeen to go, I think, and um, Reddick just took off. Great restart. Um, but it was really fun watching Briscoe. He would get within um, like four tenths, and then he would just like hit the cushion a little bit and lose three tenths. Have to gain it back. He did this back and forth. Um, and Reddick was just kind of holding his line, but then, then he ultimately didn't. Um, and then Chase caught him, and you're kind of waiting for him to to catch him and to do something about it because you know making this a clean pass is going to be next to zero happening. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it didn't. And then they spin, and what was awesome is that no one was right behind him. <laughs> it was just like they spun, you're like – I don't even know who's in third right now. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Mike Joy's like, and here comes Kyle Busch. And if uh, Reddick hadn't, if he had gone a little, like half a lane higher, he would have put Kyle Busch in a wall going mm-hmm. like half the speed. 
Um, but I thought that was exciting. And I mean, to, to Kyle Bush's own joke on Alex Bowman talking back into a win, Kyle <laughs> Bush did kind of back into a win. Not kind of, he did, but at the yeah. same time, there's like this saying in sports, I guess, um, like you kind of, you're there th- or in racing, you're, uh, being there in the end. Like mm-hmm. staying consistent, taking care of your stuff, being consistent with your finishes, <laughs> Mark Martin, um, and just being quiet all day, but having a good race. And that's exactly what happened with KB in a sense. I mean, I don't know how the rest of his night went, but he was there when it mattered. So I'm not happy that he, I mean, I don't like that he won. His post-race interview was comical as it is when he wins a race because if he doesn't win a race he's miserable and it's still comical and then if he wins a race he's happy and the best the best um uh radio communication i heard all night was after he crossed um the finish line was i'll take it (laughs) <laughs> like just so like yeah i guess i guess i i guess i won like that's fine it was so funny but yeah i thought it was great i mean it if the goal is to bring dirt fans to nascar i feel like that's a little harder to do but if, um but it, at the same time if the goal is to maybe make nascar fans more interested in dirt racing then they've definitely sold me like there's a there's a dirt track uh clarksville speedway and fairgrounds uh about an hour north of us they have a dirt track unfortunately they don't have any dirt races the weekend i'm free but it made me interested in thinking okay i mean i would love to go to one i've never seen one and it's awesome yeah and it's like it's my like i've gone to short track races around here and stuff like that and i do that from time to time um, and it, it's fun, it's entertaining, but there's never, they're almost never good races. Like somebody mm. dominates them 90% of the time or, right. you know, somebody will, you you can, you can tell within three laps who has the best car and that car usually wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but dirt, it's just, there's, there's so many like comers and goers and there's so much, you're, they're on the edge all the time that you never know when they're gonna make a mistake. And it's, it's, <coughs> Sorry. Um, it's like the most entertaining racing I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's awesome. So I would definitely recommend people do it because I wish we had one close to us. But yeah, it's and it, it was it was a, it was good. Like I, I even it was fun because like like DW even brought up the point. It was a good point of like every time like Briscoe was faster in three and four, but then in one and two, he would wash up the track. Mm-hmm. DW was like, you might want to back up that corner a little bit. And he started doing that. And was able to not lose the ground in one and two, and then he got right to his rear right. in three and four. And as, as soon as he dealt, goes in, because Briscoe had been aggressive with throwing the slider all race. He threw it on Kozlowski at one point to get to fifth. He threw it on somebody else and didn't didn't complete the pass. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and But he had a, a really fast car. He was having throttle issues um, early on, but, you know, and his, had the recovery from the, the issues early on and stuff. And so – it was fun watching him, and he went in. I, I was like, he's going to throw the slider. And as soon as he went to do it, I was like, oh, he's, he's not making it. Um, so I was hoping he wouldn't get Redick, but he did, obviously. And um, But I yeah. couldn't believe, like you said, how far behind KB was that Redick was able to, to get it going and right. you know, missed, missed it by. It like, wasn't much. KB was, yeah, <laughs> if he was a second slower, he would have 
probably would have been a photo finish. He would have pulled a was it David Pearson that did that going across the finish line? He and Petty wrecked. I don't even remember. Like seventy four or something like that. It wrecked and like he just like hobbling along and crossed the start finish line and wins the race. I think that was that race. Mm-hmm. I think I have to look it up. Um, like but but yeah, I mean it was it was fun. Let me ask you this: Do you think? I don't know if anyone's ever talked about this, but do you think, okay, so we have one dirt race and then our next race is a night race, but it's on the concrete. This will, I'm like, and I'm talking as if I'm a Bristol, I'm Marcus Smith, is this will bring more people, intrigue more people to come to the August race or the um, the fall race, whenever it is now, um, um. because it's not on dirt. So it's like, this is your one shot to see the, the race on concrete. I think so. I, I mean, think for it, me, it, it makes does. a difference. Yeah, you know, it makes a difference with the, like this year with the the Coke Six Hundred coming up in May. I don't think I'll be able to go, but with the way this car is raced on the mile and a half, there's just a part of me that's like, man, this is my one chance to go to see the mile and a half race. I can't wait till the fall when they're on a road course, which would, you know, I'd, I'd still enjoy it. But like, it does kind of make you go, okay, this is this is it. If I want to, if I want to go see this, the only negative I think that comes from, not the only negative, but the biggest negative I would say that comes from this race being on dirt and not asphalt mm-hmm. is we don't get to know if there's issues with this car on Bristol or not until it's in the playoffs. Oh, good point. Um, because we've seen the issues at Martinsville and um, Richmond, which I, I think is. I mean, Martinsville, there's a lot of factors, um, but I just think how good the brakes are on this car yeah. is negatively going to impact it. And so I think I don't think Bristol is going to be as big of an issue because of the banking. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be more of a flat track issue than a short track issue, I think, is my guess. Um, but because it was like, you know, any you couldn't, you couldn't really dive bomb people because everybody could drive it as deep into the corner as they possibly could. So even like Logano's bump on Byron, um, he couldn't get to him until he was coming off of the corner because of how deep Byron was able to get into the corner, you know? Yeah. Even with Byron missing the corner, all Logano could really do is just kind of shove him coming off. And the way he hit him under the old car could have, would have gotten Byron swirly enough that he could have lost it going down the straightaway. But with this, he just, he just bumped him and Byron's car took off like a rocket and there's right. no chance of him getting to him in the next corner. So it was like, so I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know if the issue, I, I think people have a point with the tire fall off mm-hmm. of if you bring a, a car that tire that has, does more, you know, has more tire wear tire fall off than it. You can get those comers and goers a bit more, but who knows? It could be freezing cold and, November, October, November, whenever they have <laughs> racing race on ice. Too, so <laughs> it's a uh, September. Yeah. Um, I just looked at seventeenth, September seventeenth. Yeah. So really, it's in September this year. Well, what are you talking about, Bristol? The next Bristol? Oh, sorry, ex Martinsville. I moved on to Martinsville. Oh, you moved Martinsville. Um, yeah. That is. Oh yeah, that's the October thirtieth. I am hoping to make it for, to that race. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It's that's the negative is that we don't we don't know Bristol. If anything needs to change for Bristol in the fall or not, right? We'll just have to learn that. In Speaking the fall. of changing cars, and this can be kind of the last thing we talk about Bristol dirt or dirt racing. Two things: one, should it stay? Do you think it should stay at Bristol, or should it go to a actual an actual dirt track? Uh, my preference is for it to go to an actual dirt track, but yeah. if 
if that's not an option, then I'm fine with Bristol getting it for one more year. Cool. All right, yeah. I'd okay. keep it year to year though. I'm not I don't want to commit to this for the next five years. No. I, I yeah, I'm I'm more on the go to an actual dirt track type deal. Mm-hmm. Um second thing, it should this is more of a parts issue and stuff. Should NASCAR <laughs> teams build these cars as an actual dirt car? Like take the windshields out. Um yeah. Um, you know tear offs on on the helmets like all and things i don't even know about should these like be made into actual dirt not do i say dirt modified because that's a whole thing but you do you think like modifications need to be made to make these cars more dirt friendly if you will yeah i think you i I like the windshield idea and taking out the windshields and putting in whatever that the thing they put on the late models is there's still something like a windscreen type. There's some, there's something there to protect them. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm game for modifications like that. I don't think I'd modify the car very much cause I thought it raced well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think whatever you can do to help driver visibility and stuff. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. I wonder if they like took these cars <laughs> back to the shop and they power washed them and they're like, all right, we're taking these to Talladega. <laughs> <laughs> they may have for all we know. I mean, for all we know. Yeah. Uh, well, um, last thing about NASCAR, then we can kind of move on. Uh, cause you know, there really wasn't that much talk about these short tracks because aside from Bristol, cause you know, they weren't that great, but it's fine. Um, North Wilkesboro is coming back to operation to be an oper- operated track. Uh, I don't Have you ever ventured out there? I've driven past the speedway. Yeah, um, it's okay. on a it's on a road I don't take often. Like if I'm going west, we're on forty. We're not on. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, three twenty one. It's a weird. It's a very weird road. Yeah, it's like a four sixty of that area. You know, it it used to be the road you had to take to go to Boone, uh-huh. and then they built four twenty one. Okay, and so you like bypass it. Gotcha. Um, so there's unique. It is on four twenty one, but it's like there's like a bypass or something. Okay. Yeah, we um, taken. we visited uh we went to the actual the, the night race at Bristol in 2014 and uh it was me and my brother and my dad and we had to re- we were going back to Greensboro to return our uh, rental RV and we looked on the map we we're like um it's not that crazy of a detour if we want to go to North Wilkesboro. So we did and man it is yeah like you said it's off that road and then it gets on like a crazy country road and you take like this left into what looks to be a, a freaking field and like mm-hmm. oh the track is right here like there's someone's house right there um definite martinsville vibes if you've ever been to martinsville and there's there's house just a couple houses on their property um but even even quieter um and it was very ghost-like it was they had the old winston cup series signed still painted on the wall we found a little gap to sneak on to and walk the track. We were there for probably like an hour and a half or so. Um, and now it's been, it's being revived and it's gonna, they're going to start having races in August and then they're going to do a dirt race on there. And then they're going to repave it next year. I think is yeah, the correct timeline. Um, yep. Um, so pretty exciting stuff. And I don't know who to say thank you to besides you know marcus smith because he's buying everything but i feel like some thanks needs to be handed over to dale Earnhardt jr and lost speedways 
mm-hmm. I, I feel oh, like 100%. I feel yeah I feel like him and um, Dillner are just you know exploring these old racetracks and and showing the rich history in them and some that are able to be revived are you know are, could be revived in Northville North Wilkesboro is that Nashville though it never stopped operating could return being a NASCAR facility uh, there hasn't really been much more movement on that since December but it, it that Nashville is looking better so I mean we're seeing that's that's one possibly two racetracks kind of being um, revived and I mean pretty exciting stuff and and that would be what how many tracks in the south now with North or North Carolina alone oh you just have Charlotte um, and Rockingham, which RIP, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, there's still stuff happening at Rockingham. Like the Cars Tour race is there. From they still go there? And okay. Yeah, um, they went there last year, um, and I I hoped to go, but then it it didn't work out. I think the drag strip's still operational, too. Oh, I didn't know they had but, one. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, I haven't, haven't seen too much or heard too much from there recently, but it's it's the plan is for Rockingham to be repaved here soon as well. Oh wow! As part of the part of the relief bill that um, gave all this money to the speedways, North Wilkesboro and Rockingham both got some, and, and Charlotte as well. So there's there's stuff that's happening there. It still mm-hmm. happens, but uh, it's it's rare um, that that ha- stuff happens in Rockingham. Well, yeah, I, I've never been there. How even how big is it? One point one, one point two. It's like one point three, I think, or uh, one point. Uh, yeah, it's a one point zero one seven mile oval. Oh, okay. So a little bit smaller um, than Nashville. Yeah, right. and then there's also a a quarter mile option and a road track there. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's one point six miles, but yeah. Um, so there's, it's it's not dead. Yeah, but it's not alive it's either. It's not alive. Either. <laughs> it's not thriving. I, I would love for NASCAR to get to a point where there is a, especially as they rely less and less on gate revenue with TV deals and stuff, mm. to a point where they have a, a historic race. Oh, that was sick! It's like it's historic, you know, almost like the throwback weekend type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a week where you go to Rockingham, and the next year you go to North Wilkesboro, and the next year you go to a Nashville Fairgrounds type thing. Where yeah, that way maybe it's not maybe the big money maker. You're not like you're kind of going with this. All right, we it's realistically we can't do a race there every year. Mm-hmm. But if we kind of like move it around and give different, I don't know if there's any value in that or not, but. I'd it's like, like I rock, but with like the that. with old cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're showcasing the cars rather than the drivers. Right. I feel that that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, anything else on NASCAR you want to touch on before uh, move on here? Uh, no, that's that's most everything. Um, again, another podcast that doesn't talk about William Byron's success. I thought about that as <laughs> we were going. I was like, we still haven't t- like we barely touched on KB winning. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like. I mean, it's awesome. I love that, like, because at one point Kyle Busch had won on every type of track we had, and then like they added the Charlotte Roval, and they're like, oh, that doesn't count as a Charlotte win, and now they have Bristol Dirt, and it's like that doesn't count as a Bristol win. You got to win on Bristol Dirt, and like, well, yeah. now he's done that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's, you know, so it's it's 
it's impressive. Um, and what Byron's, I mean, you know, like you said, Byron put himself in position to win, you know, those races that may not have been, you know, people might've had issues with the style of racing, but he was still the best car at Atlanta, I think. And he looked like he was the best car at Martinsville. So, yeah. um, that's, that's good to see. Cool to see for only guy with two wins this year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. He's got, I think he's got two, maybe three more in him. I don't know. He, he's just on fire right now. Yeah. It wouldn't so we'll surprise see. me. Yeah. So sweet. Well, um, one quick thing on F1. Wow. It really has been a while since we've been on here. Uh, Las Vegas Grand Prix got confirmed for November, 2023. That mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, apparently, the going ticket rate for the paddock crazy experience that you get there will be $10,000 a ticket. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I don't know if I told you or not, but I did look up tickets for the Miami Grand Prix, and the cheapest one I could find was $2,200. <laughs> I was on a waiting so much money. I was on a waiting list for tickets and they're like, Good news, we opened up some more. You are you have a twenty four hour window where you have access to them. Here's your twenty four hour window. Took advantage of that window. I was in a queue of three hundred and fifty people in front of me. That queue went down really fast and I was like, Why is it going down so fast? Came to find out not everyone's a, can afford twenty two hundred dollars to sit in the, <laughs> the S turns. Um I had a limit. I, had, I think my budget was going to be like five hundred dollars for the for a three three day ticket. Um, I called my dad. I was like, "Are you cool with five hundred? He's like, "Yeah, let's do it." If it's you know, if it's under that, and I I called him. I was like, "Well, we're not going." He's like, "Why not?" I said, "It's twenty two hundred dollars." He goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty two hundred dollars. So I'll enjoy that from the comfort of my home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Moving on. Do you have play on yellow card, red card today? Uh, I, I can make some up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me like two. <laughs> here's, here's, here's one. Uh, this was inspired by you. Um, so play on yellow card, red card. I, uh, I threw out something, a thought, a statement, and if Nick likes it, he gives it a play on. If he's conflicted about it, he gives a yellow card. If he doesn't like it, this he gets a red card. This one was submitted by our own Nick Williamson. Um, it is. Uh, the NHL should have a play-in game like the NBA does for the playoffs. Play on, <laughs> but your argument was perfect because you know, because <laughs> like you know, with with the NBA, it's there's more like a dominant team and and whatnot. But with hockey, you could just get like that random goal of a of a great counterattack, which doesn't really showcase you know a better team. So. The playoff doesn't really make as much sense, but at the same time, I, I think it would be fun. And I mainly said that because the Preds may not make it into the playoffs. Their magic number is six points right now. So, well, I'm I'm just glad that we have a a playoff battle in the NHL because at one point it was looking like in December there wasn't going to be a battle. I mean, there hasn't been in the East for a while. There mm-hmm. is, um, what is it? I think the the. Capitals are the last playoff team right now with 96 points, and their closest competitors have 79 points. Oh my gosh! <laughs> What's that? A 17-point difference between the two. It's like 
it, and it hasn't been close at all all season. Like it's pretty much since December, it's been decided who would make the Eastern Conference playoffs. The um, freaking so the Panthers, is, man! Like what the heck? They've been so good, <laughs> so good. Um, the West at least has the has a battle going on, um, largely thanks to Vegas's just plummet they had, um, and and the Kings' success because it you kind of were looking like at one point that it would be the Predator stars and golden Knights kind of having things wrapped up, and, right. but the Kings having their success combined with the golden Knights, just struggles. I mean, they lost to the devils the other night who are, I believe in next to last in the league. Um, they are really, really bad. Okay. No, there's a few teams worse. The flyers are worse and the Canadians are worse, but <laughs> they lost to a, a bad and the Coyotes, of course, are atrocious. They don't count as a hockey team to me. Uh, <laughs> but like, well, they won't be soon, you, right? <laughs> Isn't their lease uh, up in their building, or did they get a new building? Their lease is up in their building, so instead, next year they're going to play at Arizona State's arena. Oh, um, so they will have a arena that ho- holds five thousand fans. <laughs> That's, That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to that. I feel like I'm back at LU again. Yeah, I mean, if I could get in, I'd have a great time. Absolutely. But it's it's kind of that's kind of sad right now. We'll it is. see. Um, but at least there's that that battle there. Um, so I like, I do like the Preds and the Stars uh, making the playoffs, the wild card spots. I think the real battle is going to come down to the Kings and the Golden Knights for that last. That third spot in the Pacific Division, and the Canucks are right there too. Um, if the Canucks win their next game, they have a game in hand over the Golden Knights, um, and they have a, a six-game winning streak where the, the Knights have lost two in a row. So if, if And I think they – do they play each other one more time? Um, Who? No, they don't. The Canucks and um, Golden Knights. They don't, oh. but the Canucks have a tough schedule. they got to play the Wild, the Flames – and the Kings and the Oilers, so that's four playoff teams. Same. They got to play. The Preds are playing. Um, they're playing the Wild on Sunday, because I'm. I know that because I'm. I forgot that I'm going to that game. <laughs> oh sweet. <laughs> um, I was like, we, we've got our party coming up next week, and we've got family coming in on Sunday, and they're like, you guys want to go to a Preds game? Duh. Yeah. So we've got <laughs> we've got Flames tonight, then the Lightning, then the Wild, then the Flames again, then the Avs, and then the Coyotes. So we have like one game. Where it's like, okay, that's probably a, we could probably win that one against the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. And the Golden Knights got games against the Capitals have been struggling, but they play them, and they got to play the Stars and the Blues, but then they also play the Sharks and the Blackhawks, who aren't good. So it's gonna be a fun battle till the end, and we got ten days left till the season ends. I'm really hoping the Golden Knights miss the playoffs because a, it would be hilarious for them to have with their payroll which is 10 million dollars above the salary cap or something like that for them to make the playoffs with that or miss the playoffs with that and then b it's just a better draft pick for the sabers since they got their first round pick in the next year from the in the jack eichel trade so that would be really funny um to me and enjoyable yes they missed it absolutely was that your one was that your one your one question yeah, that's the one question. <laughs> I love it. I was going to use the time of you answering to come up with another one, and it, it just didn't. It didn't yeah, it's awesome. uh, 
Let's touch on soccer real fast. We already talked about it earlier, but the U.S. qualified for the World Cup, and that can just be taken off our shoulders, that weight. And seeing Christian Pulisic fired up on the field was amazing. Getting in dudes' faces, we never see that, so that was awesome. Um, this has kind of not been a huge talking point, but it is a thing. Starting next season, the Premier League voted to allow five subs per match, opposed to the normal three, which I don't hate. I kind of like that. Uh, yeah. It's a different strategy. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, last one, actually breaking news on this one. Um, City and Liverpool are now separated by two points because Liverpool just beat Man United four to nothing. Uh, I know this because my tour manager simply texted me F United. That's all he sent me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, congrats on your win. Um, so City play Brighton on Saturday or their next game. I can't remember. The which. next game is against Brighton. Yeah, against Brighton. So tomorrow. hopefully that can, is that tomorrow? Yep. Oh gosh, my days are mixed up. It's only Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get on a plane tonight to go do two shows and I kind of forgot. And usually we fly out on thir- Wednesday or Thursday and it's Tuesday. So I'm a little thrown. So we'll <laughs> see if City retake or hopefully retake the lead on that. But that's going to be exciting right up until the end in just a few weeks time. Um, even, I mean, Liverpool crushed City a few days ago in the FA Cup semifinal. Three to two. And no, that doesn't sound like it's bad, but they were up three to nothing at one point. So, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's soccer. Is there anything you wanted to touch on on soccer? Uh, at least Everton had that big win against Man U. That was um, great, dude. <laughs> yeah. This team's so random. Oh, it's so um, weird. <laughs> so they gave themselves a tiny bit of breathing space, um, but Burnley um, got the draw that closed it back up. So it's a they're separated by three points right now. Um, their goal differential is even. So um, Everton has a game in hand, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a fight to stay in the Premier League for Everton, which is sad because mm. it shouldn't be. Um, but they have, and I mean, looking at it, they have the rest of their schedule the rest of the way. Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Arsenal. So those last four have some winnable, you can get points out of those last four matches. Yeah. So that's going to be big for them because they probably won't get points out of these things. Or Crystal Palace will murder you. It'll be one or the other. Yeah, Crystal Palace will probably murder them. You might beat Arsenal though. They're unpredictable. Southampton yeah, we, beat them. Or hey, no. They have, Did they beat them? <laughs> I don't remember. They, they have a shot, a tiny shot with Watford. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Right, 19th. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's going to be a that's going to be interesting to the end. City has a a pretty light schedule the rest of the way. Um, which is good for them. Wolves, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, and Aston Villa. So West Ham is really the biggest, the biggest battle there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that works in your favor, I think. Um, I mean, not like Liverpool's is that Liverpool has to face Tottenham, and uh, they're United. scary. They could lose though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, they play Chelsea in the FA Cup final, so that doesn't count for you. But um, yeah, so 
lots uh, lots of interesting storylines down the stretch. Yeah, but it's a pretty good-looking top six right now. It's kind of what you expect. Mm-hmm. And, the yeah. Battle the, for... Yeah. Battle for what? Yeah, and the battle for seventh um, is going <clears throat> to go to West Ham this year. So, it looks like. Although, yeah, yeah that's probably going to go to West Ham. Yeah, Wolves you, is right there, too. Yeah. I like to see Wolves get up there. That'd be great. That'd be cool. So I just want Winter. you to not relegate, because I, I was thinking, how's he going to watch games if they get relegated? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that is. Uh, you're not out of the woods quite yet, but you're getting better. You're getting closer. Yeah. You have, you have yeah. I mean, eight more games. Two of their last four. So yeah. Um, they do that the rest of the way. They'll win four out of their last eight and be very safe. But yeah. Oh, what a weird league. <laughs> Yep. Uh, well, do you have anything else before we get out of here? Uh, that's that's about everything on, on our end of things. Here. Yeah, I think so. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. And we're back, you know, because Easter's over. So uh, yes. <laughs> c- come back next week and we'll chat all things Talladega. And hopefully you talk about Bubba Wallace getting another win there. That's my hope and prayer. I I have I'm – f- I'm feeling a Tyler Reddick win this next week. Okay. Okay, he it deserves it. It feels like one of those, it. like, should have won the week before, and then, like, something fluky will happen next week, and it'll be like, oh, I, I guess Tyler Reddick won. And it'll <laughs> be, like, this this evening out of – that's my, my prediction. But okay. Who knows? Fair enough. It'll be fun. Fair enough. Cool. Man. Well, folks, with that, I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm coughing. <laughs> 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 And I'm Josh. And we will talk to you guys later, as long as Josh doesn't die. Bye. Yeah, hopefully (laughs) bye.